0: Welcome to the Meet Medic podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Suresh Kowadka. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Bradley Marshall. Now I apologize, unfortunately, I screwed up the uh, recording a little bit on my camera and it's really all out of focus and my video wasn't that usable. So what I've done is uh, rather than get Bradley to re-record the whole thing, I've shrunk it down and done a picture-in-picture. It's not ideal, but I think it's possible. So hope you guys enjoy this episode and thank you for watching. Well, thank you, uh, Bradley, for coming on my podcast today. Um, I'm joined by, uh, by Bradley Marshall, who has a great kind of a success story that he wants to uh, share with everyone. Uh, so maybe Bradley, if you could perhaps introduce yourself to people that don't know you and give us your story
1: for sure and thank you so much for having me on your podcast dr smesh as i was saying before we started recording it's an absolute privilege to have doctors like you out there in the world that are pushing forward the narrative that meat is good for you and and going against the traditional grain where so many doctors unfortunately are criticizing it and without like myopically uh criticizing it and uh, even though there's a wealth of evidence there that proves that it's uh, in infinitely good for you as you can clearly see it has done with my condition. so basically uh i've always had eczema my whole life i was born with eczema my mom says the moment i yeah the moment i was born i was covered in rashes wow unfortunately and i've always noticed the difference and quickly in high school kids around me would like would be playing and some older kids would come up and say, what's wrong with your face? It's just covered in rashes. And so quickly I always felt different. Um, there was a period of between around 18 to 23 where it just subsided to a point where I was able to live my life and I was really happy. But on at 23 to now I'm 26, like it was only three years, but it could have been indefinite. It could have gone on forever, like until I died, had I, had I not discovered this carnivore diet. And for that period of three years, I was just in this excruciating purgatory of just pain. And I wasn't able to leave my bed. I had to quit my job. I, well, I'm i a piano teacher as well as a maths teacher. So teaching piano, I couldn't reach the octave, which is like eight notes, it's pretty easy to reach. But I couldn't because my fingers were so destroyed mm. and with the eczema and I just it was so hard to teach and the kids were saying to me oh what's wrong with your hands and if I practice the piano that much will my fingers end up looking like that and it was just embarrassing and I felt really like I felt insecure but insecurity was the least of my worries because really it was debilitating pain 24-7 and it would get worse at night so I knew that I knew that this couldn't be the the answer I couldn't just live like this for the rest of my life and I mean, doctors, uh, traditional doctors just prescribe steroid creams and uh, antibiotics. And it's just the cycle of curing yourself transiently. And then once you get off the medication, it would always get worse. Mm. And so that's what I found. So I just felt like I, I got to the point where I was avoiding going to the hospital at one point about a year ago and I, I i remember saying to my my mom was like you need to go to the hospital because you're weeping so much and your blood could be just it, it well it turned out my blood had turned sep- turned a septic but it, it got to the point where i felt like yeah this is really bad i need to go in mm. so because i, I just didn't want to go in because i knew what they'd do they'd, they'd put me on steroids and they'd put me on antibiotics and it'd be the same thing and i'd be great for two weeks but then i'd be devastated again after that two weeks so I went in and the doctor was like, lucky you came in because if you didn't, I would have given you probably a week and you would have died. Um, that's how severe wow. it was. So I said, yeah, I need to do something about this. Yeah. I I didn't trust the steroids. I already was familiar with topical steroid withdrawal and I just, so I stopped all medication. I stopped everything from Allodale to steroids, to antibiotics, to even QV cream. And I just, well I came across someone was in the gym and he saw my eczema and he said you know I had eczema too and uh I started this carnivore diet and I really recommend you should try it so I I just assumed that maybe he had mild eczema because mine was really severe so you know what I'm just going to try it anyway see see what happens so that day I started it and while I started it I was already aware of people like Michaela Peterson and Mm. Jordan Peterson and I I, so I, I I knew about Jordan Peterson and I, and I heard about his daughter being on the kind of a diet and and him as well. So um yeah it, it just came to me that I saw her story she cured herself of her arthritis and her psoriasis and I I just said to myself yeah I have to I have to try this. Mm. Um, so it took me about it took me about 7 weeks into it and then I could start to sleep again. And my skin was starting to cure, and now I've been on it about eight months, and I've, my life's been my life is back. I'm able to work again. I can I can move. I can work out. Like it's literally like wow. I've returned from almost the brink of death, and now I'm a young person again.
0: Wow! I mean, what what a what a powerful story. I mean, that's just incredible, isn't it? Um, so, so you got into carnivore because someone at the gym saw your skin and said, you yeah. know, look, I've, I've tried this thing, you know, do you want to try it? What, what did that, what did that sound like to you? You know, first of all, this you know person coming up to you and saying, Hey, try, try this, try this meat only diet. Like what was, what was your kind of first impression of that?
1: I, my first impression was, you know, I wasn't skeptical because i was very open-minded to a lot of things um but the first thing i was i was worried about constipation i was worried about colon cancer i was worried about atherosclerosis Um, all of these things were on my mind so i started off not just going straight to meat i started off having some keto fruit in the diet so i had like avocado i had coconut I had yes yeah, so, and honey So when I had cravings I just had honey so that lasted me about three to four weeks and when that when I felt like that was still causing me a bit of itchiness I cut that and then went full lion diet so that's nothing but right. meat like mm-hmm. just uh cow and uh lamb and salt and water yeah. and that's it and that's really when it accelerated so but on top of this I'm also doing uh I'm also doing cold water therapy and I'm also right. doing uh, using the sauna all the time because I I really feel that it works in conjunction with that plus exercising. The moment I drop off like exercising and cold water therapy and the the diet that's when my eczema really starts returning. So it's the whole combination of all of those things holistically.
0: Absolutely and I think that's something that some people do forget sometimes, you know, kind of our diet it's not it's not a magic cure for everything. Um, you still need to be looking after yourselves in in other ways. But it certainly sounds like you have had amazing success with the carnivore diet. Um, You mentioned keto there and doing some keto, uh, you know, vegetables, keto fruits and so on for the fats like avocado. Mm -hmm. Were, Were you doing keto for a while then? And then before you went into carnivore?
1: When I say keto, like I wasn't having cheese. I wasn't having dairy. I wasn't having fish like I was only doing basically strict lion diet plus the addition of avocado and coconut and honey, and that's it.
0: But then when you took those out, you saw it get, get accelerated. Yeah.
1: So that I probably stayed on that for about five to seven weeks. And that's and I was it was already healing by that stage. But then I I just like when when you're on that level of of that level of health like the most subtle changes in your body you can really notice so back when i was really just um saturated with illness like i really couldn't tell the small differences but but eliminating avocado to from from having it to eliminating i could really tell the difference like and so that's why that's why i did it but at, at this point in time as well i'm also aware that you know avocado has magnesium and there is possibly electrolytes they're missing from like magnesium calcium um, potassium and so i occasionally still reintroduce avocado as i prefer to have those fruits than supplementing mm. um, and, and i occasionally try uh, sashimi now which is salmon raw salmon um cooked all raw because michaela pearson i um, actually reached out to her at one point because i was worried about mm. electrolytes and she um was humble enough to answer oh, yeah. me and she said uh yeah, she, she can take sashimi. So she recommended I try it. And it does flare me a little bit, but not, a, not, a, not to the point where I really flare mm-hmm. up.
0: Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And, and certainly, I, mean, I would agree with you. Um, whole food is, is, is really always better than, than supplements and, and artificial products, you know, if we can help it at all. Um, electrolyte is one of those things where it, it can be a little bit divisive. I think, in the carnivore community, whether you really need yeah. them or, or not. Did you feel that you needed some extra electrolyte support on
1: this diet? Well, I was I was just a tiny bit uh, concerned because I noticed... Well, first of all, I did a blood test because I wanted to... After six months, I did a blood test, and I wanted to see what was going to happen. So obviously, my LDL levels were higher than normal. It turned out to be like, I think, 4 um 4.8 i think millimole Mm -hmm. per liter um which which is higher than normal obviously but the thing that concerned me was my alt levels and ast levels were higher but i also have a condition called g6 pd which is like a a glucose 6 phosphate dehydrogenase. and i had high ast and alt levels when i was 19 on a standard diet so i think it's the same it's in fact, my AST levels dropped. My ALT levels went higher, but at the same time, I'm always working out. So I understand that if you have, if you're working out, your ALT levels go up because ALT is also released from Can do muscles. absolutely,
0: and certainly. Did you lose any weight? Because that can sometimes uh, spike your liver
1: function as well. Yeah, um, I, like there's pictures of me before and now. Like everyone always comments how lean I look. They're like, wow. You've got such a six pack and everything you can see. I'm like, yeah, that's the carnivore guy. <laughs> um, so I, I think, like, I like I was pretty much like 84 kilos when I was around 21. And I think I'm still 84 kilos. But the thing is, it's not much fat on my body. Like, it's really just all mm, muscle. Yeah. I mean, I've seen your Instagram uh, video that you sent me, your story, and you're
0: certainly <laughs> a little bit leaner than I am. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly getting there, but not not quite to that level yet. But certainly getting there, I'm seeing changes myself with, with the carnivore diet. That
1: was actually. Older than how oh, okay. now. Like there's some photos <laughs> where it's really like pronounced. Yeah, that's like yeah. the video I, you saw is, I'm not actually lean there at all, to be honest, compared <laughs> to now. Uh, but no. um, that's the carnival. I'm not, I don't really work out abs as, as much yeah. as some people I know. Like I'm not going hard. I'm just... Mm-mm. I just do it every now and then. And just because of the diet, it's just all the fats. Gone. It's amazing,
0: isn't it? I mean, uh, I, I say this to people and they kind of, they don't believe you, you know, how much difference it can make. And, and I found myself, I was, I've always been very heavily into into eating meat. Um, I used to do low carb and keto for a long time. But the, the differences mm. that I see with my muscle mass that I'm gaining now, even with barely working out, I mean, like literally five minutes a day, it just blows keto out of the water. Like it's just, night and day and i'm probably eating sometimes less meat than i am than i was before which is fascinating mm. to me it's just taking out a lot of those other other um, uh, foods seems to just help so much which is which is really interesting um mm.
1: so i was watching your uh um podcast i think episode three you were talking about mm. fasting i i also i also fast as well so every morning like i don't eat until around 2 p.m mm-hmm. um purely because you know when you're on when you're just eating meat sometimes you feel so full on the meat you just need to eat that's right
0: i mean you you said um, that earlier sorry that you 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 feel like you're a lot more in tune with your body now when since since doing carnivore Uh, and that's certainly something that a lot of people do do find with this um how has that changed your your day-to-day you know life in terms of what you eat when you eat you know and so on
1: Well, with my routine, I try to avoid eating yeah, until two PM. So I do all this like uh like intellectual work, if you will, in the morning, like thinking and then because I find when I eat, I've I've become sluggish. So like it's like when I'm fasting and my mind is really clear. And I, I know other people who fast talk about this. And so when I eat, I become I feel a bit sluggish. And then so yeah, in terms of how, how i feel was it was your question like how how i feel when i eat carnival no, more, more like, so um uh
0: you said you noticed that you're a lot more in tune with your hunger signals yeah. and, and so on
1: yeah I, i'm I, i'm really in tune the moment i eat anything other than meat for right, example how- the, oh, just just the other day actually i had mince uh, ground beef and of course it is meat but the thing is I reacted to it. So I was wondering, why did I react to it? I looked it up online. What is added to ground beef to actually preserve it? What they put in it, in Australia at least, is 500 milligrams of sulfur dioxide per pound of meat. Mm, didn't know that. So, so that was what I was reacting mm. to. You see, I, I I know the second that there's something new that's introduced to in my body that my body doesn't agree with, mm. I know. Like my body's so sensitive. Like. If I, I was just eating, like now that I'm seven months on the carnivore lion diet, like I've been experimenting with new foods. So like the other day, I just had plums that were organic and I'm always going for organic because I don't want to mix up. I want to test the fruit itself. I don't want to mix it up with the pesticides mm-hmm. or whatever that's been put in it. So yeah, I, I just had a plum. And while I didn't have a severe reaction, like it was still, it was still sore. My body was sore. Um, just like you were talking about in your episode mm-hmm. three, like you notice when you introduce vegetables again, your body gets Absolutely, sore. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's fascinating uh, because I think a lot of people do report the same thing, that the, our bodies become so much more... Um, I don't think we become more sensitive to things necessarily. I think we become a lot more in tune with what foods do to us. Um, mm-hmm. is, is my take on it. I think they're always doing that to us. It's just we we didn't know. Because we're eating them all the time, or we're just we're tired and sluggish all the time. So we don't notice the difference. But then when you take those out, you you become a lot more in tune with 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 how you feel. And it's so easy to see straight away, you eat something, oh no, I don't feel good. <laughs> almost, almost straight away, which was was my experience, sounds like, you know, yours, yours as well.
1: Yeah. Well, some people say like, I know I've heard some people say, well, if you cut out food for that long your microbiome is no longer used to those foods and so it will take you time to for like like if you don't eat those foods part of the microbiome kind of perhaps disappears like I haven't done enough research into it but like the the, the bacteria in there that's necessary for breaking do- down those certain foods are no longer there because you haven't been eating those foods and so you have a more of a reaction that's what I've heard so it's hard to dis- uh, discern the between the two whether it's actually you reacting to the food or whether you haven't eaten it in a while but um that's why i'm testing it like every time i try a new food i don't just try it once i try it maybe Mm. like three times a few weeks apart
0: probably sensible yeah and that's that's a question that i get asked as well you know well is it is it just that you're more in tune with your body or is it that you've lost some protection against you know that food you've changed your gut microbiome and so on you know we know the gut microbiome changes uh, and will adapt to or change be- depending on what you're eating um my question there really is well if these things are you know harmful if we need to build a protection against them should we be eating them we, that's what <laughs> is, is, is my is my question I don't I don't necessarily have the answer to that yeah. but um, is an interesting uh, question. Anyway, the gut microbiome is something that I mean, we could do like twenty podcasts on that alone. I mean, it's so complicated. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, he talks about hermesis mm. and the benefit of eating vegetables, whether you actually need it or not. Like the tox, the toxins that you get from it. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but the oxalates, salicylates, polyphenols. Um, you have that; those toxins. What's the risk versus the reward? Um, having these vegetables and so he argues like when you do things like sauna and cold water therapy which i'm actually doing all the time um, because i really found it works you get the benefit from the vegetables without the toxins Hmm. so so there really isn't a need to have vegetables he argues if you're also having these toxins when you can have the same thing by doing exercise cold water therapy and sauna without toxins potentially yeah and that that is the question you know what is
0: is there a benefit is there a risk and where where does that balance lie um, and that's a it's a really interesting question i'm not sure we necessarily have an answer to that i think everyone's got to got to try it themselves really in a way um i just want to go back a little bit if i can so so you mm, you said that you really almost from the day you were born you you had x mm-hmm. um yeah so
1: yeah it was bad like it was always my dad was saying to me and i remember this as well like there would be 50 cent sized pieces which um for viewers (laughs) overseas that's like the size of an avocado seed around the body uh, all over my legs like there was a point when i was in high school where my whole back was like literally like a pizza it was just awful and my 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 shirt would be stuck to my skin and oh i dread getting up in the morning going to school and everyone's like worrying about you know oh i'm not how do i fit in whatever and i have to deal with that plus just trying to move and then get home and then i'd take off the shirt and it would reopen the wound oh. and everything would be weeping again and bleeding it was just Gosh. absolutely terrible yeah. i mean even in the summer like my friends would be like why are you wearing pants and say it's, like, it's not just because i'm not just because i'm insecure and i don't want to wear shorts because you'll see all the bleeding mess but it's just oh i i, I don't know there's it's mainly that but it, it's like <laughs> to be honest it'd be much easier if i if I wore short, it's it's hundred percent that, but um, yeah, it's, it's the whole thing of when you get home and you have to rip it off and it's, it's just an awful experience, mm-hmm. but it got worse. It got so much worse in the last three years. Like I learned to live with that experience. Like I learned to manage it in the last three years. It was just absolutely debilitating. Like I couldn't even move anymore. Yeah, gosh. I was just in bed and I was thinking, wow, what is this the end of my life like am i gonna die like this like i was i was projecting my mind into the future like when my parents are going and living by myself Who, who's gonna help me like um, i don't even know if i can find love like this this is just ridiculous mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah i just knew i had to do something and i never never gave up hope i was always looking for solutions and that's when i like before the carnivore diet i was already doing a year worth of uh cold water therapy like it's really cold in Melbourne pretty much right now it's summer <laughs> and it's like 12 degrees Celsius, you know, it's cold in the water. Like it feels like yeah. winter. Like um, 35 I think up there in Brisbane at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I went up there just recently and it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, during the winter I was diving into the freezing water because like part of my mind was like, you know, maybe maybe the reason the people can't cure themselves of this eczema is because they're not willing to push themselves to the edge like I am. Like I did a lot of research into these in, in uh, Melbourne, they call themselves, uh, what do they call themselves? The uh, icebergers. Mm-hmm. And so the people who just dive into the water every oh, day. Okay, and yeah. there's one person who had nerve damage in his legs mm-hmm. and he couldn't walk properly. And every time he'd go into the water, the freezing water, he'd come out and his nerves would somehow reset themselves that he could walk perfectly well. Wow yeah yeah so i thought to myself you know so i was i was already searching for answers that were like not traditional because i spent 20 years in the standard medicine like of the procedures they give you i tried all the steroid creams increasing in potency all the time every Mm. year i tried elodel for my face which is great um i tried uv treatment i tried um wrapping my skin in like honey and bananas and lettuce and like i tried homeopathy and naturopathy like every single thing i could find um and none of it worked so i said you know what i'm going to try to take this into my own hands i'm going to look for things that people don't really think about like what about cold water therapy so yeah started that i said what about sauna what about sweating toxins so did that Um, there was even a crazy period in my life which people could just mock but I really thought maybe it was something to do with the radiation of like the phones and like maybe it was something to do with it dried out my skin or something so I know Dr. McCullough talks about it and a lot of people just think he's a quack but you know a lot of people think paul celadino is a quack so he he sells these like emf shielding mm. around his bed so i bought that and i was trying experimenting yep. in these faraday cages which basically eliminate all radiation so i was trying that but mm. it got really bad because it turns out i had contact dermatitis with the silver in the oh, wow, emf yeah. shielding yeah. so that just made
0: it worse and i think i think that just goes to show the the lengths that you were having to go to um, to try yeah. and get answers. Um, what was, uh, and I think there's, you know, people that that seek out, you know, naturopaths, homeopathy and so on. I think in my experience, you know, when I talk to these kind of patients, because I the work that I do, I end up seeing a lot of these kind of patients as well. And they usually say that, you know, the reason they go to these alternative practitioners is because they're desperate. Because they're, yeah, they're, yeah, the standard exactly. conventional medical system has basically said, uh, sorry, we can't help you. You know go off and just just be miserable basically um yeah. was, was that kind of your experience what, what, what were the doctors kind of saying was your projection you know your your kind of outcome likely to be with this eczema
1: yeah well most of my life they just had the steroids but recently obviously they have dupixent now so all the doctors were saying to me you know i was when I went to hospital last year, that was the last time I went to hospital around April. They said to me, you know, you don't, I was thinking about moving to Brisbane because I love the humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a humidifier in my room for that very reason. So there's a lot of things I'm doing. Um, and it basically said, you don't have to move to Brisbane. You just, just go on to Pixent. Like you're a pianist. You don't, you shouldn't, you should be able to play the piano, take to Pixent. You'll be able to eat whatever you like and everything will be fine. And that, concerned me because oh i firstly everyone was always talking to me saying you know why are you so like averse to trying to pixen first of all i didn't like the fact that you have conjunctivitis in the eyes like some cases are so extreme that they they literally get cataracts and and corneal damage other people are gaining weight they they go out into the sun and they notice they Mm. burn more easily um, there's all these problems. And some people even talk about uh, liver damage and, and organ damage. And uh, the way I was researching it and, and looking up Paul Saladino and all of these um, alternative health practitioners, they, was, they were constantly saying, talk about the root cause, like what's happening inside your mm. gut? What are you eating? You're literally expressing all of these toxins through, you, through your skin. Like with the steroids, it's suppressing it. And then when you suppress it, it like some of these people were talking about, then it manifests deeper, like into asthma or then in allergies. And so I had all three when I was growing up: I had asthma, allergies, eczema. And so, like that's that's it's just like some people talk about when you're driving, it's like you see the petrol lo- sign lighting up, and instead of actually filling the tank with more petrol, you just put a steroid as a metaphor, like just some um, sticky tape and cover it, and then everything's <laughs> fine, you yeah. know? So like i just think that if my body is releasing all these toxins out in my skin that's 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 its pathway that's trying to release the toxins from my mm-hmm. body it's it's probably I, I just from the research i was doing and that's not my opinion these are the, the thoughts of these like i think paul Saladino and Sean baker talks about this it's like you're blocking the pathway of the expression of your of of the toxins in your body and so you want to be able to release that um and, and the word like I have friends who are on methotrexate right now for arthritis mm. and they, they look really look really inflamed and it really concerns me um he, he says things like if I how like he asked the question to the doctor how long am I going to be on this uh, and said, so, well, until you improve and so it kind of just sounds like to me you're going to be on this for the rest of your mm. life and I don't want to be taking two injections per month uh, twenty four per year and four hundred and forty whatever in twenty years. it's like yeah.
0: It, it, it's. I'd rather heal it holistically. Absolutely, certainly a lot. And, and some of these medications, uh, Dupixin is a monoclonal antibody, Methotrexate. You know, these are um, very heavy-duty medications. You know, these are not kind of uh, yeah, yeah, just you know, take some ibuprofen or paracetamol. You know, these are very heavy-duty medications. You know, real serious yeah. side effects. And, uh, and yeah, a lot of people end up on these for a very long time, if not the rest of their life. They try and come off them, and they they really struggle. That's um, right. What what did the what did the doctors then tell you? What did the dermatologists uh, say when uh, you you were declining the dupixent? Then what what was their mm, yeah. take on that? Then yeah.
1: Well, they they of course like I I didn't want to sound crazy to them, so I like I was just trying to justify. It. Like look, I go on these online like oh, online but uh, so immediately they shut yep. it down but like there's <laughs> these forums that i go on where every single like there's so many australians there that have eczema it's called a Dupixent page and they literally report their symptoms and it's, it's for me looking at it it's like 50 50 some of them say yeah, it's perfect miracle drug i'm so happy on this other people say Oh, my eye is covered in pus, and I can't see properly now. And I would have rather just have the eczema than this. And it's really, you know, it's it, the opportunity cost is it, it's hard to choose between the two. Mm-hmm. And I, I was instantly swayed against mm-hmm. it. Did they ever talk to you about
0: the diet as a potential cause
1: for no, your eczema? Never. I mean, really, never. I mean, no, never. I mean, like even. Even Sean Baker like talks about the diet to his clients, oh, his he's his patients, and he gets his his license revoked. Mm. Um, from the story I remember from these Joe Rogan yeah, he's had issues in like the past, they yeah. they question him and threw him out. Yeah. yeah, it's like so. I understand even if uh, there are doctors like yourself out there that are willing to help and want to, it's like it's not just it's not just. Uh, going against the grain, like they, they, they might attack you and remove your license and it's just messy. It certainly
0: can happen. I mean, there was a case, uh, some people may know it, uh, Dr. Gary Fetke. Uh, he was an orthopedic surgeon that was advising his patients on, on low-carb diets. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, I mean, you know, long story short, he was suspended for, I think, about two, two and a half years um, for giving wow. dietary advice um, as an orthopedic specialist. And, uh, and, and basically, you know, Dietetics Australia, I think were the ones that, uh, if I recall, weren't happy with it. They, they, you know, dobbed him in, so to speak. And, uh, and then APRA, the regulatory body for doctors then got involved and suspended him under great pressure. Um, and then eventually reversed it and reinstated him and said, it's all, it's all fine. Thankfully, you know, since then that's, that's paved the way for other doctors to start to talk a bit more about our diet and, and how it. You know we can help people with our health which is insane that it took that mm. level to kind of allow people a bit more freedom to actually discuss diet it's something as, as a gp like i mean i do like 20 times a day and mm. uh you know but technically i'm not actually allowed to do it's, it's crazy laws you mm. know here in australia medical like practice laws it's just ridiculous but we're kind of allowed mm. allowed to do it now um did they did they ever mention anything like dairy or you know anything in the diet? Because that's a fairly common one that we would talk to people about, is
1: maybe some triggers. Did they ever mention that at all? Well, I've I've been to a fair few dermatologists around the years, like at least 10 to 20. And I remember when I was in high school, like I went up to one of my dermatologists and I, I asked him, like, when I eat McDonald's, my eczema flares up. Do you think McDonald's is bad for me? And he said, No there's not really any correlation between food and eczema. I think you know, spicy foods might be bad because it, uh-huh. it actually inflames your skin. But apart from, I, I don't see any reason to believe that you eating Donald's would cause any flare-ups. And I, I'm like, what about pools of chlorine? I, when I dive into the chlorine water, I feel like it irritates my skin. There's no evidence of that. So since I was like Thirteen. I haven't. I honestly never heard any doctor recommend anything to do with diet. Wow, that that kind of just blows my mind, really. Because
0: I mean, it's some of the first things that I bring up with people when I see eczema is okay. What are you eating? <laughs> you yeah, know, that's just that's yeah. just crazy. And even then, you were telling them, okay, this is my experience. They were that's basically right. telling you,
1: well, well, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Like they would, they would think like you know, it, there's no evidence of that. So obviously, you're just conflating the two yeah. and. You're wrong
0: <laughs> it's the story we, we we do hear quite often unfortunately um what what do they say then when you know did you did you tell them that you were doing this carnivore diet like
1: do they know now well, I, yeah i think i said it before um i went back i'm not sure if i said it actually i went back to a doctor that i've been seeing um in in monash medical center i was i was visiting the doctor and basically i went up to him and said look at my skin Look how good it looks, and he said, "That's pretty amazing." What you, what are you using? And then I pulled out Paul Saladino's book, The Kind of a Code, and I said, "This is what I've been following." And uh, he said, "Well, there's no evidence for this. And <laughs> if you really think it's helping you, I can still see that there is still some marks on your body, so it's not completely right. healed. You could still use Dipixin, Um and you know you might be conflating the two and some some doctors that i talked to even went as far as to say it could be placebo <laughs> that you just think that it's healing you it's not <laughs> does it matter
0: if, if, yeah. if it's healing oh. you
1: it's healing you does it does it
0: really matter if it's placebo i mean
1: <laughs> I, I don't think at all to me it matters i think because i i'm i've tried 20 years yeah. worth of uh, exper- like of drugs not experimental but actual drugs that they've recommended yeah. to me and each time I've gone in with the mindset that this might cure, cure me and so I went into the same mindset with the carnivore so I don't think that like just for my own in my own mindset I don't think it would have been a placebo mm-hmm. if I went in every single time thinking it would work and the placebo could have worked each of those yep. times why would it suddenly start working now for the placebo? Oh, for the condom? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's not placebo. I mean, I work with a lot of patients with yeah, this, yeah, of yeah. course. But um, you know, it's interesting they were still kind of trying to almost push that that onto you. Um, like they just yeah. kind of couldn't accept that maybe you'd have managed to actually cure yourself uh, without their help, which is which is interesting. We do sometimes uh, see that unfortunately. Um yeah. all of this must have taken a a pretty big toll on your mental health did that was that ever affected with all of this
1: yeah it was a really long journey i was reading survival books i was reading books of uh, edward shackleton who journeyed into the antarctic and was lost for two years and sailing the cold waters and all of them have frostbite on their feet and they they're trying to find their way back to shore but they can't these are the things that were keeping me buoyant mentally I was uh, reading people going up to Mount Everest and just survival stories. And I said, you know, this is, this is my own kind of war. And it got dark, you know, but I never, I couldn't allow myself to give up hope because I knew uh, if I lost my sense of grip with the world, then, you know, it's, it's so correlated. Like if you feel stressed, my eczema would just exacerbate. So if I, if I lose my sense of hope to live, how much would it accelerate downhill? Mm. I said, you know, I have to, I, the thing is though, like I've got, I've said this in other podcasts, I've got this delusional quality about me where I really think there's an answer, even if there isn't, <laughs> you know? It, and I, I i just couldn't believe that there was not an answer. I said, this is not my life. I didn't, like, I, I didn't, sign up's wrong, not, not the wrong word, but I didn't, I'm not going to live this mm. life where I'm just pinned mm. to my bed for the rest of my life. And if doctors, if 99% of doctors are going to tell me that there is no cure, I just don't believe it. I'm going to try to find something. 100%. So yeah. yeah, that's why I went. I went everywhere. Like I was cold water therapy sauna. I was trying the EMF shielding. I was trying the humidifiers. And then finally I found the carnivore diet. So that's why you were asking mm. before, um, what was your mindset? Like when he asked you to do the carnivore diet, like so I was really open to everything. Yeah. Like I was trying everything, Chinese herbs, anything. Mm. Um, so, and I was trying it at least 30 days. So I was willing to try it and I always would give it heavy research as well. I would never just go into it blindly. Like I was always doing, what's this going to do mm, to me? Absolutely. I mean, everyone that I talk to
0: about it, you know, I tell them, look, do, do your own research. You know, here's here's some studies you can look at. Here's some papers and so forth. Um, you know, here's the principles of it. But, you know, go and do your own research. If you want to talk more, you know, come back in and see me. i never push you on anyone. Um, what has the, um, anyone else kind of said to you, like, you know, friends, family, like your parents, now that they see your skin, what are they saying mm. about it and the carnivore diet?
1: Well, my dad was actually like to me, "What a miracle! Like I didn't believe you would cure it. Like you know, you, I, you know, we, we had the best intentions for you. Your well, our whole lives. Like I was trying to help you, and I thought I could help you by getting these immunifiers and by putting you on these creams and taking you every day to these UV treatment centers. But really, in in seven weeks, you cured yourself." By taking it into your own hands and just eating meat. Like, what a miracle. Who knew it was just meat? So yeah, that's that was my dad's reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole mix of different reactions. Like the placebo reaction was from a few of my friends as well who's studying medicine. They're like, Oh yeah. Not and not, not anywhere in my literature does it say like he's like, This is my field. I'm like, you know, I, I'm not saying it's not your field, like, but like he's like, there's no, nothing that says that diet would be affect your skin like that so i'm pretty sure it's you conflating the two and it's placebo um those are those are pretty much the standard reactions but most people are supportive they're like wow look look at you obviously it's it's healed you and we can't deny that um what a what a miracle and you know their 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 eyes have been opened Mm to the to the amazing power of the carnival diet
0: i think certainly more people are becoming open to the idea that, that diet can make a difference in their lives. Um, and, and whether you kind of, you know, go go carnivore or vegan, I mean, obviously we know where we sit on that, but I think everybody's just, mm. just a lot of people are sick of being sick, you know, and they're, 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 they're right. trying to find a, another way. That's why people explore, explore their diet. Um, did you ever think about going vegan to see if that helped you at all?
1: I tried for a week, but this was before my um, before I had extreme eczema. Like I was, I was trying veganism for like I wanted to do it more than a week, but I just couldn't last longer than a week because I'm, I was already allergic yeah. to beans, legumes, nuts. So a lot of the protein supplements I couldn't already mm. have. And after a week, I just just got really sick and I just couldn't do it. Uh, I I forget the book I was reading, but it was it was a study that I was reading of the benefits of vegan diets. And so I wanted to give it a shot and, but uh, yeah, I just couldn't last. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I've lasted maybe like a day on a, on a plant-based diet before. It's just, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not for me. That's for sure. But um, yeah. so um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, see if you'd, if you'd done that. You've been on this now yeah. for like, well, like seven months, I think you said.
1: Seven months. Yeah. Before you go on, my sister actually went on the vegan diet quite a long time and she ended up returning to a carnival ancestral diet she calls it like she eats quite a okay. lot of food but but have, like the focus is meat and cheese and so that's why she calls it ancestral mm. and she said you know I've never been more sick than I was on a vegan diet
0: interesting so uh,
1: it's it's kind of there's there's a, there's a discussion to be had on why is there so much propaganda is the wrong word but like why is there so much dissemination mm. of vegan diets everywhere you look and and hardly anything and actually not just anything but rebuke and and vilification of the carnival diet like yep. who it's, knows? It's, it's, yeah if you yeah
0: it's fascinating i mean red red meat and, and saturated fat you know it's, it's it's so demonized um you know yeah. grossly unfairly and uh you know i put a picture on instagram the other day you know um i don't think i've ever met a single patient that i, I suggested eating more red meat and then they came back and said it didn't work you know, they all just feel mm. better eating more red meat, yeah. and it's almost linear. The more they eat, the more the better they feel. And yeah. uh, it's it's yeah, it's just it's totally just just demonized and vilified. And, and and I mean, this goes back to you know 1960s, Ansel Keys and cholesterol and and so forth. Ansel Keys, exactly. Um, and the Sugar Research Foundation and, and all that stuff. And yeah, I'm covering that in another episode later on on cholesterol. I won't bore all the listeners with all that all of that yeah. story. But it it's, was, yeah, it's it's a, it's been yeah. you know a long time just just demonized. And it's fascinating because if you if you look at the charts, the graphs of of consumption of food, you know, compared to um, you know, chronic disease, red meat is going down. Consumption of red meat is going down. Consumption of saturated fat is going down. Consumption of seed oils is going up. Consumption of sugar is yeah. going up. And what are the chronic diseases doing?
1: They're, yeah, they're all going, going up. up they're all skyrocketing autoimmune diseases going up at the rate of three yeah. to nine percent all yeah. going
0: up you know mental health getting worse you know cancer getting mm-hmm. worse um dementia mm-hmm. getting worse i mean you know 50 60 years ago the idea of going into a nursing home was 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 pretty alien to most people and now it's just standard you know mm-hmm. um and, and and yet we're doing the things that they tell us to do we're on the whole the evidence shows people are following nutritional advice yet everything's getting worse (laughs) it 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 doesn't take a rocket scientist to say well hang on do we have it the wrong way around you know and that's what i think a lot of people like us are are looking at and saying yeah maybe we do let's explore explore. and then we're finding that that benefit um where do you plan on going from here because you've been doing it now for seven months do you plan on just carrying it on now are you are you gonna stop or what's your journey looking like now do you think
1: well i've been trying to reintroduce some foods and so every time i do there's always reactions which are unfortunate like sometimes like I can, I, I have a food journal, so every time I reintroduce a new food, if it has a terrible reaction, I just avoid that indefinitely. But I'm I'm at the moment I'm trying to find a palette of food that I can eat without having severe reactions. That is not just meat. So my main thing I'm going to stick with meat mainly, but I'm going to try to aim for a more carnivore ancestral kind of diet. So I, cheese and dairy really disagrees with me but I'm starting to reintroduce things like a bit of apples, avocado, coconut, sashimi. Mm. Um, those, those are my additions now, but apart from that, it's still testing. Mm. I'm still testing. Like I'm in the testing phase now. Um, just on a point you said before, like, um, Talking about Ansel Keys and and there's there's like another author, I forget the author's name, but he was a doctor and he, he wrote a book called The Clot Thickens, and he was in I think I'm not sure where he was not from, sure. but he but he uh he was basically cancelled, if you will. Like he got his license revoked and, and he tried his best to like sue and push back against these the systems that kind of suppress him. But it's just there is an active vilification of this carnivore diet mm. and an active um praising and 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 this like dissemination of the vegan diet so it's like what's going on is is there a, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know what like, it's quickly like people could yeah. just push this into the realm of conspiracy very quickly but like what's going on do they want us to be sick like or if you look at the world economic forum and you look at Sean Baker's post mm-hmm. about how they want us to Six or something and it's like what's going yeah, who on who knows
0: i mean you, you certainly can start to wonder these things and then of course everyone will talk yeah. tell you well you're just a conspiracy theorist and, and you're a That's wacko," right. and you know no there's yeah. no big plot out you know to get people and so on and um you know i mean I, yeah. I don't i don't necessarily think that you know they're all out to get us and uh there's a big conspiracy yeah. i think it's just uh probably they just don't know misinformation yeah, they just don't know yeah. they they the powers that be um probably think it's in the best interest of people um i don't necessarily think that they're out to suppress the population and so forth i know some people do um but then you look at
1: there's actually yeah yeah, i mean sorry i was just going to say there was these these these, um clinical studies that dr paul mason in australia was talking Mm -hmm. about like that were done in like the 60s which proved that sugar is so much worse for Mm -hmm. you than uh cholesterol Uh, And he was talking about like LDL and and, uh, how it's sugar that oxidizes the LDL, which causes atherosclerosis, not the cholesterol LDL itself. And so all of these studies weren't released until recently. It's it's seemingly seemingly all coming out now. And he was talking about why is it coming out now and not before? Well, the reason was according to the study, is the people who found, funded the study didn't like, didn't like the, the outcome. The answer absolutely they didn't like the yeah. outcome and so they just stopped yeah, the study. No,
0: so I think you're referring to probably <laughs> either the Sydney, Sydney heart trial or the Minnesota um, heart trial one, or yeah. whatever it's called. Um, yeah, these two mm-hmm. kind of, you know, big studies that were done a long time ago that basically pretty much almost proved that LDL was not the cause of heart disease. And they were, yeah, yeah, basically just buried. I mean, I think, I'm not sure which one it was. One of them was, you know, almost quite literally buried in the ground. It was like locked in some storeroom with, you know, unmarked kind of box or something, you know, and, um, and yeah, and then it came out and the author said, well, yeah, we just didn't like the outcome. So we, so we just, we just didn't publish it. And, and it's just like, that's just the worst thing you can do as a scientist is just, you know, do the study and just, just never publish it, you know, because they just, they people yeah. that paid for it. They didn't. They didn't like those answers. Um, yeah. And certainly, I mean, if you look at the the you know the guidelines that's produced, you know, people like uh, the American Heart Association, you know, diabetes associations across the world, and so on. You know, if you look at their sponsors, who who are who are paying for these 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 companies, these um, you know, guidelines and so on, it's typically you know pharmacological companies, drug companies, and uh, mm-hmm. sugar companies and who who stands to benefit mm-hmm. from you know basically demonizing red meat demonizing saturated fat uh, and cholesterol is is drug companies mm-hmm. and sugar companies yeah you know? that's right and and you start to wonder when you look at these things like you said the sydney heart trial that you know minnesota trial why were these you know buried um now there's lots more evidence coming out that ldl cholesterol maybe isn't as bad as as we were led to believe in fact You know, 2015, the big study in BMJ, I think it was 68,000 odd patients, big, big systematic review, you know, 60 plus uh, year old patients showed it was protective. LDL was protective against uh, heart Mm. disease and all cause mortality. Um, There's more and more of these, these studies coming out. Um, And really, I mean, you, you go back to things like the American Heart Association, I think it was 2018, I believe. They, they stopped listing saturated fat as a cause for concern in the guidelines i mean that's probably the biggest paradigm shift we've had in like 60 years and yet
1: yeah
0: they didn't tell anyone yeah just, it's just interesting it's quiet the media is silent. <laughs> this is like yeah. the biggest thing since sliced bread and and they just yeah yeah they mentioned it at all and and it makes you wonder why wasn't this screamed from the rooftops like this is yeah. this is it is so reassuring
1: it's so reassuring to see this wave of truth really coming out in the medical literature and, and all of this facts about the carnivore diet and how good it is starting to be shared with the world. It
0: is, absolutely. I mean, look, we, we don't have long-term data for carnivore. And so I make that very clear to all my patients that we don't have that long-term data. But there's not a lot of long-term data for other um, you know diets either. There's maybe mm. some studies on things like heart disease specifically, maybe cancer specifically and so on, but there's not that much studies long-term because nutritional science, you can't just do long-term studies on people. It's You can't get ethics approval. Um, you know, you can't do randomized control trials. You certainly can't double blind them or anything like that. It's all just observational studies, self-reported and, you know, and so on. Um, but I think we live in a pretty exciting time where there's, there's like you said, there's a big groundswell of just, people wanting the truth um people yeah. wanting to not be sick anymore and people starting to question mm. this this advice that they're given and saying no i'm not sure that's working Yeah, you know, what, what what what's actually going on here
1: <laughs> it's usually those who are really sick already who like Michaela Peterson or myself or, mm. or you know those who really try these carnival diets because I all mean, a lot of bodybuilders as well, but it's, it's those who were sick, who have nothing to lose, mm. you know, because if someone is in the prime of your health, why would you want to change? And especially going onto this that's carnival right. diet, that seems ludicrous of just eating mm. meat, surely that's not good for you. And and I would have been exactly the yep. same, you know, I would have been exactly in that boat, but, um, it, it literally takes, in my case, I was at the brink of death. And so like last year around April, I would have, like, according to the doctor, I would have died anyway, if I had not come into the hospital and taken steroids and antibiotics. And so Mm. if I continued along that train, I would have continued to be heavily sick. And so, yes, there's no long-term studies on the carnivore diet, but I'm already much more healthier than I was. And from how I feel and and I just, I just, I I assume, but I'm pretty sure I will last much longer than I did before.
0: And that, I think, is, is a great point. I know Dr. Sean Baker asks a lot of people on his podcast, you know, and I'll ask I'll you the same, you know, theoretically, okay, people will tell you, okay, it might increase your risk of heart disease. Would you rather have the slightly increased risk of heart disease or, and, and be free of your, you know, life-threatening, debilitating eczema? Or would you rather have the eczema and say, "Well, at least I won't have a heart attack."
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, with as that as a choice, like I'd obviously choose a slight increase in in heart disease. But considering the studies that of Paul Paul Mason mm. and all of these doctors uh, of the one you just talked about before, like there's there's not really uh, a sign that the higher LDL levels actually increase. Correct uh risk of atherosclerosis so even then i'm not concerned yeah.
0: well, what what have your blood tests so uh, you mentioned before when we were talking you know your blood tests a little bit what's what's your blood tests uh looking like things like your cholesterol and yeah
1: like um cholesterol and let me quickly put on my glasses and <laughs> i'll have a look i've got them here um so basically my blood test um uh, do you would you like to share the screen and i'm um, oh, not sure if i can on this, oh, this uh, uh, this, uh Caster, but. Yeah. Okay, don't worry. Um, probably not the best idea of putting my uh, maybe not just, just general anything.
0: general general advice
1: might be yeah. yeah. But but uh, my general, general um, cholesterol total cholesterol was six point nine millimole yeah. per liter. My triglyceride zero point six millimole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they said if it's anywhere above zero point, like if it's below 0.5, it was good according to Dr. Paul Mason. So mine's slightly above, but it's the ratio he talks about of, of triglycerides to HDL. It has to be lower than one, which mine is mine is about 0.333. So that's why I'm not really concerned. Um, I didn't find any doctors to do this for me. That's why I have to do this for myself. I gotta research it. So, um, yeah, so my triglycerides are 0.6. My HDL levels are like 1.8. Millimole mm. per liter. My LDL levels is four point eight, and then it says non-HDL is five point one. Mm. So the the bold ones are total cholesterol, HDL, L, um, sorry LDL. Mm. So, but the other one that concerned me was the uh, AST and ALT, yeah. Yeah. which came out to be seventy two mm. um, uh, U per liter. Forgive my ignorance. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, uh, thirty, and then AST was thirty six you then i'm not sure what you know is basically normal now and alt is a little bit up but
0: not not too much but like i said i mean the triglycerides i mean i was learning back in medical school triglycerides were really the cause of cause of heart disease and atherosclerosis and and then you know now of course it's all about ldl but yeah, know hdl to triglyceride ratio is incredibly important and and for anyone that doesn't know Mm. i mean dr paul mason you've mentioned him a few times fantastic guy Mm. you've done amazing work brilliant youtube videos definitely go and check out his work there um, mm. We're talking about there the risk of, of oxidized LDL, damaged LDL, which we know is a is a risk factor for, for heart disease, um, and the lower the ratio there of the, the, H, the triglyceride to HDL, um, uh, the then the um, the you know the 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 less risk this is you know basically. Mm. Um, mm. Have you noticed any other improvements uh, through doing the carnivore diet? Because you, you, you mentioned, of course, you're a, you're a teacher, you're a music teacher and a maths teacher, did you say?
1: Maths um, teacher, yeah.
0: Have you noticed any difference in in like your academic performance or your cognitive ability? Yeah, I'd level? say
1: so. When I'm rehearsing with my friends, I, I can last a really long time um, in the same cognitive state that, I start with so and I know Jordan Peterson talks about this as well so by the time we're at the end of the rehearsal most of them are like oh I need to have a coffee let's call it a day and I'm just like oh really already so I know that like on the carnivore diet like intellectually you're just so switched on yeah yeah no I mean I I, I, there's no there's no peaks it's just like this constant yeah baseline of energy
0: and, and how are you finding you know working out and, and exercising on the carnivore diet because you know some people like there say oh you know you're like, you need you need loads of carbs and stuff you can't build muscle on carnivore you know etc i mean how what's your experience there of, of actually exercising and working out
1: yeah it's an int- interesting one i'd have to i'd have to like i'm kind of like as a metaphor a frog in boiling water for instance because like i'd have to compare it with how i was before and from what i remember i mean i i I can't really say there's a huge increase in motivation to work out because usually unfortunately i work out every time i'm itchy which having eczema was very frequently before so i always worked out when i was itchy and even now that i'm my eczema is basically gone virtually like uh, i mean there's a small amount here and that's because i've been reintroducing Mm. foods Um, as soon as i stick to the carnivore diet it will completely disappear so uh, I'm working out whenever I'm itchy so even though I'm healed there's still a sense of from people tell me online it's like you you might have nerve not nerve damage but because your nerves were constantly under attack or constantly sensitive to the pain that you've been experiencing for three years it might continue for a bit like ghost pain, it's like when you cut off someone's leg they still feel their leg there so i still get these pinpricks of 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 pain every now and then and so which is I say every now and then it's it's actually quite often during the week so even though i'm healed it's still a non-linear journey uh, which is indefinite because the moment i stop eating carnivore then it's probably going to come back but um so i'm working out every time i'm i'm in pain or i'm or i'm hurting uh, and and it's itchy so in terms of have i noticed is it better now that i'm on carnivore it's hard to say because i usually work out when i'm itchy Mm. yeah but you haven't seen any negative effects of of i haven't seen any negative effects to be honest there was a time where i felt a little fatigued and people online were saying you know the, the food you're eating on carnivore like you're always getting rump steak which is basically not much fat at all the, the amount of fat to protein ratio that you're eating is probably not enough fat. So I found possibly I was fatigued because I wasn't having enough fat. So I've been increasing the amount of mm-hmm. fat intake in my diet. Mm-hmm. I've been having more, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, lamb chops and, and, uh, just more T-bone steaks and ribeyes, except they're more expensive, obviously. They, so they are, yeah. I've been trying to up my fat intake and I've found my fatigue levels yeah. have. Dissipated.
0: yeah yeah no i mean that definitely yeah. can be an issue i think lack of fat i think because a lot of people they're used to just eating low fat um even in the back of it's their true. minds you know if they're not even trying to be low fat you know and I, and I used to do it you know you'd i remember telling my mom you know to to pour the pour the grease off the um off the bacon you know pour pour the fat out of the mince um you know uh, you know just you shouldn't be eating it it's bad for you <laughs> you know mm. back, back in the back in the day and i think a lot of people do that just just naturally anyway because it's just it's so programmed so yeah. yeah um and i think people aren't, aren't used to eating that much fat um cognitively right. you know so um yeah. but yeah i mean certainly things like ribeyes and so on yeah look they're, they're they're pretty pretty expensive here in australia uh we're lucky mm-hmm. i think most of our meat is of, of good quality but yeah it's it's it can be pretty expensive that's for sure um we're we're running out of time a little bit here. Um, I just wondered if you had any. Um, it's been amazing to talk to you, Bradley. and I appreciate you What's sharing a, your story so much. Um, it's an absolutely uh, amazing story, and, and definitely anyone that's listening or watching, you know, on YouTube, definitely should go and check out Bradley's uh, Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll put the link in the in the by in the description. Um, the the pictures, you know, of his ex mer and so on. I mean, it's truly amazing the difference it's really made for him. Um, do you have any um, yeah, you know, any tips or kind of advice for anyone that's maybe, you know, struggling with with their eczema or or interested perhaps in, in looking for alternative therapies or, or trying, you know, the carnivore diet? Would you say, would you have any advice for anyone?
1: I'd have to say, keep your mind like open to the idea of the carnivore diet. It's very easy to be skeptical and to just switch off and say, you know, this is a bad diet, so I'm not going to try this. and Or, you know, it's very easy to just have complete blind faith in the medical system and doctors, in which I had for 20 years. And so sometimes it, it it's unfortunate because it gets to the point where, I mean, some doctors discredit topical steroid withdrawal, which is what happens when you basically become addicted to uh, steroids and you're no longer like you've reached the highest potency and your body can no longer, your, your body is forced into withdrawal because it's so addicted to it. And it's, yeah, it, it's just, it's like heroin. When you mm-hmm. when people take heroin, and they, um, you can't get the hit anymore. And so you need a higher dose, a higher dose, a higher dose, a higher dose, and then finally you've got to the highest, It's no longer works anymore. And so that they call topical steroid withdrawal. It usually gets to the point where you have to reach that point before people start questioning medicine and their and their doctors and the mainstream of medicine that they give you, and it it shouldn't be that way. You should, I guess, if if only people were willing to just try diet earlier on, possibly you could avoid these huge uh, illnesses, possibly even cancer. You know, Sean Baker was interviewing a uh, this. Um, a beautiful asian lady who just uh recently cured herself of cancer purely because she went on the carnivore diet and so probably she wouldn't even had to go there had she introduced a carnivore diet earlier on possibly
0: yeah you i said- mean if if if, if apra is listening we can't say that that uh, carnivore is a cure for cancer um we can't, yeah. we can't say that um but yeah. you know, it goes to what we call the metabolic mitochondrial theory of cancer, um, and the idea there that uh, you know, really, cancer cells just just feed on primarily glucose, and without the glucose, without the sugar, that that theoretically, then you can starve them and and and, and kill them off, and it, theoretically, you know, they're the the most perfect chemotherapy we can have. Um, but yeah, we can't officially say that. Yeah, kind of was a cure yeah, of cancer. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll get my, my just license just revoked. Medical, <laughs> <laughs> not medical advice; just, it's generic in nature. <laughs> <laughs> you know, insert disclaimers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: basically, I'd love to, uh, you know, just like if, if you're out there and you have an illness, like, or even if you're not, even even if you don't have an illness and you're in your twenties, like, it's great to set a routine now when you're young, and or if you're not young, like, um, you're not in your twenties and you're at, like thirty above, and you're finding yourself, even you don't have an illness, perhaps just try, um, you know. The best thing you can do for yourself is like exercise and and diet those two before before i guess you know it's so easy if you're choosing quick fix pill versus change your lifestyle everyone goes for the quick fix pill yeah you you need to set up the, the right routines early on you know lifestyle exercise like i've got this routine where i go in the sauna in the morning then go into the ocean regardless of whether it's summer or winter and then carnivore diet and exercise every day no breaks and so that's what's keeping me alive and you know if people had a routine like that they wouldn't even need to go to the doctor
0: well yeah i mean i i would love to be out of a job (laughs) if i if i'm out of a job i've 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 done my job and I and, and, and move <laughs> on there, there will always be more patients there will always be be you know people get sick so um that's but right. yeah genuinely like if i if i ever you know can have a job because everyone's cured i mean i'm i'm a very happy man you know um but no i, th- I think that's just great advice and, and i say you know same thing to people is just try it you know and, and, right. and just see how you feel if you don't agree with it great fine doesn't work no problem if it does mm. amazing you know roll with it and Go and see someone who's who's kind of all friendly and can have that conversation with you and work out you know the best thing uh, with you basically. So
1: that's right. Um, and thirty days is not going to hurt you. Like if you just try it for thirty days, absolutely. I mean,
0: I I, I usually nice. tell people yeah. two weeks because two weeks is a little bit more palatable, and right. most people in my experience get benefit in two weeks, and then they they're not necessarily cured of whatever their issues are, but they're they're improving. And so yeah. they then can see. Okay, yes, I can see where this is going. I'm happy to kind of carry on for those thirty days or sixty days. If you come out and say, right, you've just got to eat meat for thirty days. Yeah, some people aren't necessarily on board with that. Um, some people yeah. they're just like, right, where's my steak? <laughs> they just they just just yeah. it right in. They can't wait. That
1: yeah, was me. I was like thirty days yeah. in. You now know, I'm seven months. I was just like, eat right, me?
0: Yeah, fantastic! I'm down for this." Um, yeah. But yeah, some people are a little bit more hesitant, and you you've got to maybe ease those in right. a little bit more. But um, how can people find you on on social and
1: and just kind of catch up
0: with with, with, yeah. with what so, you're doing?
1: Best place to reach me is Instagram because I'm always posting there. It's my go-to. <laughs> it's at uh, Bradley Marshall official. So what I post there is because. Uh, I, I mainly used Instagram before as, as a musician and promoting my music. That was my music page before, but now I'm I'm sharing my story. I kept it secret for so long, and only recently, now that it's cured, I felt like I felt like the world needs to, to know this. So I, I I kept all of it hidden. I was covering up my eczema. People were even commenting, "I don't think he even has eczema." None of these <laughs> photos, he had eczema. He didn't have eczema before. I mean, I'm, I I didn't promote that. I was insecure about it. Like long story short, like when I went on antibiotics and uh, um, pregnisolone, like it would heal my skin up for like two week periods. And I would f- I would film enough content to last me six months giving the illusion that I was healthy. <laughs> so that's the lengths I Gosh, went yeah. to yeah. prove to people that my skin is fine because the, obviously the close up of my fingers playing the piano. Mm. So yeah, um, it, it, you'll see it as a music page before but now it's like focusing on health yeah. and so that's my that's my primary page yeah where you can find yeah, me yeah
0: no absolutely um well look obviously send me send me i've got some of your links already i'll put them in the description below um but anyone that's listening anyone that's watching um go follow at bradley marshall official on instagram check out his amazing carnival success story healing his uh curing his yeah you know, pretty much on almost incurable eczema uh, and, and living a life free of this debilitating condition that he had. Uh, thank you so much, Bradley, for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to My you. My pleasure. Thank you so it's much very, for having very me. Very, very welcome. And uh, yeah, take care of yourself and and, and keep going. And uh, yeah, we might get you back on the show at some point down the line and see how we're still going. Yeah, see the progress. <laughs> take care. Thanks a lot, Bradley. All right. Take care. Thank you for watching this episode of the Meet Medic podcast. If you found this podcast useful, please hit the like button, share it with your friends and let's get the word out there about the carnivore community and how it can help. Follow me on social media at Dr. Suresh Kowodka, Instagram at Dr. Suresh Kowodka on Facebook and at S. on Twitter. Thanks guys and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for this. Li- Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five star review on your podcast platform of chills. It really does help to spread the word that how how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are imp- interested in improving your own, okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50 off. That's code 50 off, five zero off, O for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.